Greetings in Christ Jesus, and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples Podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, September 14th, 2022. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman, joined today by Pastor Neil Radical. Uh, this morning, Pastor is going to lead us on a brief devotional thought based on Isaiah chapter 30. Yeah, as we look at our readings from yesterday, we had our read the Bible through a year, and Isaiah 30 is kind of a fascinating chapter. Again, Isaiah is prophesying, proclaiming God's message to the people of Israel and again reminding them to repent and turn back and here in the first part before this section he's talking about the idols that they made how they need to flee away from those and then to not find confidence in Egypt itself but rather find confidence in the Lord there was some question among the Israelites that said well we should go down to Egypt to find help against the Assyrians and Isaiah was saying no we don't need that we, we trust in the Lord above all things and so Ultimately, in the section we're looking at today from Isaiah 30, verses 23 through 26, he's saying, here's how you can trust in the Lord. Here's why he takes care of us, and just a reminder for that. So it says, Then he, the Lord, will give the rain for your seed with which you sow the ground, and bread of the increase of the earth. It will be fat and plentiful, and that day your cattle will feed in large pastures. Likewise, the oxen and the young donkeys that work the ground will eat cured fodder, which has been winnowed with the shovel and fan. There will be on every high mountain and on every high hill rivers and streams of waters in the day of the great slaughter when the towers fall. Moreover, the light of the moon will be as the light of the sun, and the light of the sun will be sevenfold as the light of seven days. In the day that the Lord binds up the bruise of his people and heals the stroke of their wound. So, it's interesting when you're referring to this future day, Isaiah is talking about some peace and prosperity in the days of Israel, but ultimately he's also pointing to this really interesting peace and prosperity as well. So, again, he's trying to remind the children of Israel, do not fear the Assyrians. Do not worry about them. The Lord will judge them. You need to continue to trust in the Lord. Put away these other gods. Don't trust in Egypt. Trust in the Lord alone. And ultimately, What's interesting when you read through this section, a lot of this sounds like, okay, this this prosperity of Israel, which, again, because of Israel's idolatry, really never fully came again. They had other good and more peaceful times in their history, but they were always very short-lived. But ultimately, this also points us to this healing of the Lord in verse 26 there, where it talks about the, the light of the moon will be as the light of the sun, and the light of the sun will be sevenfold, and the light of seven days, and the day that the Lord binds up the bruise of his people and heals the stroke of their wound. So I believe Isaiah is pointing to a greater peace, not just in the peace of the nation, but the peace of mankind. And again, Isaiah is always pointing to the Messiah too, that look at what's going to come, look at the peace he's going to give to us. And ultimately, I do believe this section is talking primarily about Israel's focus as a nation to not be seeking help from other people. That's true throughout all the, the kings as well. You know, that the Lord should be their king. But ultimately, we see this final victory with the Lord bringing peace to all the world through Christ our Savior. And that's what Jesus says also when he reads from Isaiah, when he's here in the ministry. He says, I will heal the 
heal those I will preach and proclaim the message of God. So we have kind of a fulfillment of this when the Messiah returns. When, when, when the Messiah came, when Jesus came, he was doing these things. He was healing the wounds of the people, but healing us with that work that he had come to do on the cross. To forgive us our sins and give us eternal life in heaven and to look forward to that as well. So primarily I would say this section is focusing on the peace of Israel, but Isaiah is focusing their hearts not just on the Lord, but on the promises the Lord makes uh, to eternal life in heaven and the, the problems that they're facing because they're not trusting in the Lord, they're trusting in uh, man as well. Uh, some thoughts there, Pastor? Kind of an interesting section here. Yeah, I I, I kind of keyed in on, on the very last couple verses there where it's a, or verse, a couple lines in the verse 26. When the Lord binds up the bruise of his people and heals the stroke of their wound, it kind of reminded me, struck me, uh, made me think of a Psalm 51 where uh, King David says, make me hear joy and gladness that the bones you have broken may rejoice. You know, the Lord at times sends adversity and struggles our way. You know, there's times where maybe it's not a literal broken bone, but it's a, a difficulty in life, a struggle that appears, a temptation to sin, um, the death of a loved one, a, a hospital stay. Um, we could list all kinds of different struggles that we know we will face in our lives. And when we're in the mom- those moments, um, it's really important for us to kind of be able to step back from that moment. And this is not easy, but it's important for us to be able to step back from that initial, wow, why is this happening? How could this happen to me? And think, well, what is God trying to teach me through this? And this is what Isaiah is doing here is he's saying, listen, this, this, uh, this judgment from God is going to come upon, well, it was the Assyrians came and took the northern tribes of Israel captive. The Babylonians came and took the southern tribes of Judah captive. And so the whole nation of Israel was taken captive. And so when uh, what we see in these verses is, is fulfilled, first of all, in God binding up the wounds that, that he had caused through the Assyrians and the Babylonians and finally allowing the children of Israel to return. But then ultimately it's allowing, you know, this, this is ultimately fulfilled in the second coming of Christ when he binds up those broken uh, bones, when he uh, heals those bruises, when he heals the, the wounds that are that is f- afflicting our soul. And that's, the, of course, the, the wickedness of sin. And that's what, God do, that's what God will do on the last day when me and you and all people who are captive here on earth, captive to sin, captive to the world, captive in the devil's uh, schemes and, and temptations and struggles and, and tribulations that we face, um, we are still... Uh, uh, captive in a, in a natural sense in this world, and yet uh, spiritually we have been set free by Christ. Um, you know, Jesus says, if you abide my word, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. We've been set free from uh, temptations of this world, from the, the struggles and difficulties, not because those things don't exist, but because those things have no pull on us because of what Jesus has done. And so now we can rise above whatever situation we may be in, like I mentioned before, the hospital stay, the death of a loved one, the financial difficulties, as we can evaluate those moments and say, you know, God allowed this to happen. Not that God caused it to happen, but God is going to use this struggle to increase my faith and help him to trust in him more and more. And that's where these beautiful words, as, as you read, Pastor, um, speak to, to that perspective change. Because as we look at everything in the per- from the perspective of, well, God's using this for my good, now it's going to help me to see um, whatever is coming my way as, as a blessing rather than as a, something evil or wicked.
Well said. Um, I think we should pray. Dear Lord, you spoke through Isaiah the prophet to your people words about then. They looked forward to then when you would bring them more peace in this wicked world. They looked forward to then when you proclaimed the Messiah to be here. And then you also focused then on that eternal life that we all have through the eyes of faith, through our Lord Jesus Christ. We pray that you would bless us to trust in you above all things, to not put our confidence in men, but continue to rejoice in the God-man, Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. It is through your death and your resurrection that we have confidence in eternal life in your kingdom forever. Lord, bless our day today as we trust that we can wait patiently on your then promises as they come about and they are completed in our sight. To your praise and honor and glory forever, Lord Jesus, in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, a couple of online or a couple of weekly updates reminders for you today. Uh, online midweek Bible class continues this evening, 7 p.m. at uh, uh, 1 John chapter 2 verse 20. Uh, Pastor has some updates on that meeting. Yeah, we've been struggling with the Zoom link a little bit. We're going to try to use the Google Meet tonight. So, Lord willing, uh, we'll be able to send that out and use that appropriately, and just use that in the future. Zoom's been limiting our time, and we'd rather not spend money on that when we can get it for free. Uh, Google Meet doesn't limit it quite as much as the Zoom link does. So we'll keep trying to do that, and uh, thank you for your patience. But do please join us if you'd like to continue with that great study of First John chapter 2. Uh, so the link will be right on the calendar website, right, too? So it'll be emailed out, and it'll be right on the calendar website. You can click right on the event um, on the church calendar, and it'll there'll be a link right there yep. you can click. That's the plan. And Paul... Uh, Beatty and I tested it last week, so it worked, so it should be okay. Excellent. Sounds good. Uh, this last weekend, we started our fall schedule with Bible class and Sunday school. So Bible class and Sunday school take place following service on Saturday evening at 7 p.m., and then also preceding our service on Saturday on Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Uh, we started a study in Bible class on the book of Romans. Um, we have our Romans Bible journals that we are handing out. We handed out, I believe, over 60 uh, this weekend, so... Um, we're really excited to be getting into it. All we did this last weekend was take a look at the introductory ideas. So who wrote it? Uh, who did he write it to? Um, where did he write it? When did he write it? Why did he write it? That's kind of all we really covered this last weekend. And uh, um, I'm going to be sending out my notes, a picture of my notes uh, this week that you'll be able to take a look at probably in the memo uh, later on today. Um, so look for that. If you weren't able to be there, please join us next week. We're going to find we're going to get into the actual text of Romans. So it's still a great time to join us uh, at Bible class and get into studying the book of Romans, which is such a powerful testimony to the gospel of Jesus. Um, the the thesis statement is printed right on the journal, and it's really neat. You get this little journal you get to take home with you and study, and uh, you can uh, take notes and put it on your shelf and use it later. So really hoping. Lots of you take advantage. Of. We've ordered a hundred of these journals, and we want uh, we want every, we want to hand them all out to everybody. So uh, please plan on that. Um, the theme again: I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes. Um, our prayer list this week: uh, We continue to keep uh, Hillary's sister Carrie Dale in our prayers. Uh, Pastor, you had a little bit of an update on on her with that. Um, we had talked for a while that she was. Um, they were thinking that the cancer moved more towards her blood, but there's still a little bit more of a question. I think there's been a lot more tests that have been done on that. So for a while, it looked like things were like really changing really well and awesome. 
but at this point in time, last time I talked to Hillary, which has been a little bit now, um, it wasn't quite the exciting news that they were hoping for, but still, the Lord's been with her and providing her that spiritual strength and waiting on the Lord's will. Okay. So still lots to keep in our prayers uh, with Carrie. Uh, we thank God for her his healing hand for Ann Hanel. Ann was in the hospital, uh, but she has returned home now. Uh, we continue to keep Sue Schwime in our prayers. She's been in the hospital for, boy, a week weeks. and a half, yeah. two weeks now. Um, she had some minor fractures in her hip, but she needs to go to a rehab facility in order to uh, heal up and get uh, healthy again. Um, but with the way things are at um, so many of these facilities now, it's, it's been very difficult to find her a place. So please uh, keep her and Mike in your prayers as they, they look to find a place that she'll be able to stay at uh, long term here uh, while she recovers from, from that. Uh, we keep Thailand in our prayers. He tested positive for COVID last week. Uh, no reason to think uh, anything too bad's going on there, but uh, keep him in our prayers. And then finally, uh, we keep the family of Minnie Reith. Uh, Minnie was 89 years old. She passed away last Friday. Um, we will be having a funeral service for Minnie uh, today at uh, uh, noon. So the visitation will be at 11 uh, noon service today. And then uh, we'll do the meal and uh, sem uh, graveside service following that. So please keep the family of Minnie in your prayers. We thank God for fulfilling his promise to Minnie by uh, uh, delivering her from evil, taking her out of this sinful world and to himself in heaven forever. Um, so thank you, Lord, for that deliverance. Which brings us to the wisdom of Solomon's Proverbs. Week by week, we've been taking a look at the book of Proverbs. We've kind of taken one chunk out of Proverbs, uh, each chapter of Proverbs, and uh, studying that uh, as part of our podcast each week. So today we are on Proverbs chapter 7. I have the, there's 27 verses in Proverbs 7, and kind of like the last chapter or two, there's been, uh, chapter 5 had the, the perils of adultery, and Solomon keeps yeah, touching back on that. It's interesting that he does that right away. You mentioned before in a different podcast that Solomon was definitely one who struggled with a lot of the sexual temptations and immorality. As wise as he was, that was probably one of his uh, Achilles heels, so to speak. That's one of part of his struggle throughout life with his faith and all the different women that um, some might call him a womanizer in some ways, um, obviously. But Definitely, yeah. So Proverbs 7 is interesting because it really tells a story about uh, a young man who fell away because of his sexual temptations. And so, again, Solomon is reminding not only his children, but all of Israel, and really through the Word of God and inspiration reminds us today to stay far away from the sexual temptations that's going to lead us into adultery or fornication, whatever it might be. So what I'm reading is the conclusion to what he has seen or watched in his life, and maybe he's even telling his own account in his own life here, some might think, but this whole idea of being enticed away and into the arms of a, a woman who is uh, leading them away from Christ, ultimately, and he says in verses 24 through 27, Now therefore, listen to me, my children. Pay attention to the words of my mouth. Do not let your heart turn aside to her ways. Do not stray into her paths, for she has cast down many wounded, and all who were slain by her were strong men. Her house is the way to hell, descending to the chambers of death. What I think is so important to emphasize in this part is that he says here, do not let your heart turn aside to her ways. This idea of ways is that ongoing activity. So 
maybe some of us who are listening, or we're all convicted by our own lustful thoughts at times, or the mistakes or challenges that we've had in our life. But this idea of following in her ways is that idea of this ongoing action. Galatians talks about that when Paul writes about those who practice such things, those who continue in those things will not inherit eternal life. So that would be a good parallel to this section. And so that idea is that we don't want to fall into this temptation where we continue in these behaviors, not just once, but ever. And that's Solomon's point. Stay far away from these paths. Stay far away from these ways because they're not, these aren't the paths to eternal life. As verse 27 says, these are, this is the way to hell. You know, we know that Jesus mentions the, the broad and narrow paths, you know, the, the broad way that leads to destruction, the narrow gate that enters eternal life. So this whole idea that those who are strong, mighty Christians or people, they have been slain by falling into the, the hearts, the ways of the, the wicked adultery here. It's not just men and women. It's not just all women are evil in that sense. It's just it's the situation that he lays out before these verses that says, here's a young man who committed adultery with this woman, and it led him down the wrong path, obviously even before he committed adultery. So again, Solomon's giving us that reminder to watch out for temptation because these kinds of things that our society indulges in, and you can see through all the TV shows today, even with the young people, they're promoting these behaviors to go away from what God's Word says. It's not leading us to Christ. It's separating us further from Christ. And so the, the warning is real. But the forgiveness that we have in Christ is also there for us to continue to rejoice in, that he gives us this warning, that he gives us that comfort, that the return to him to, to find that forgiveness in his healing hands. Well, I think in 2022, the warning is especially, you know, you mentioned TV and all those things, but think about, you know, so many kids have the entire power of the internet right at their fingers, you know, uh, with a cell phone or with a tablet. And, you know, as parents, that's something that I think all of us need to be especially careful of, that we are... Uh, being very internet conscious, which is something that, you know, my parents didn't necessarily have to deal with. Um, when I was my kid's age, the internet was not uh, nearly what it is today. Um, and you go back two generations and there was nothing like that. Um, you know, th- this warns against, this whole section of Proverbs, it certainly is a good warning against uh, the adulterous one who, or, you know, someone who would lead you into sexual temptation. Um, but, you know, today, you know, it, it's, so easy to uh, have access to these things, especially if as a parent we're not being conscious about it. And, uh, um, you know, for kids it can even happen on accident. You know, they can end up clicking on something that they didn't, not sure about or not, uh, they don't have, a, they did not necessarily have malicious intent or bad intentions to, to do something. All of a sudden they're somewhere seeing things that they cannot unsee, that they cannot unhear. And uh, it can be a very, uh, scary thing for these young minds to be influenced by uh, such sinful attitudes and lifestyles. And so, you know, this, the, I just was struck by, you started at verse 24, but the, the very last line of this account right before you picked it up was uh, speaking to this young man who had fallen into adultery with this, uh, with this woman. The very last line there was, he did not know it would cost his life. You know, and I, I think for so many young people, they start... Uh, uh, whether it be uh, pornography on the internet, whether it be uh, sins of, of immorality with a girlfriend or with a boyfriend when they're young, um, you think it seems so pleasurable, you think it seems so good and right and, and uh, uh, such a happy thing, um, and yet here God gives a very strong warning against these sins of sexual temptation. And you can see how those sins like that have affected the church, you know, uh, 
Um, think about the, well, you could talk about the Catholic priests who are sworn to celibacy, and of course there's been all kinds of problems with that in the Catholic Church, but in, the, in Christendom as well, there's been plenty of televangelists or big-time preachers who have uh, uh, fallen into sins of a sexual nature and have uh, done things that uh, are abominable, and because of that they have uh, fallen greatly. And uh, as that, you know, they might, at the beginning they certainly did not think that this would cost their life. Um, and here Solomon gives that warning, her house is the way to hell, descending to the chambers of death. You know, this is a very strong warning for us that, that we should all stay away from this. And so many people might think, well, it's not hurting anybody else, or it's just a, uh, something I do on my own with the computer, or it's uh, just me and her, it's nobody else. It doesn't, what, is, what does it matter to anybody else? It matters. It matters right here. Solomon, through the Holy Spirit, tells us why. It's hurting, uh, it's hurting your soul. It's, it's hurting, hurting yeah. your relationship with Jesus. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And so he did not know that it would cost his life, but now you do know. You know, and through the word, we all know that these sins of a sexual nature will cost your life in the long run. Um, so God give you the strength to avoid these temptations. And if, you know, one of the most important things for these types of sins is accountability. If you need help, um, if you need accountability, if you need a friend along the way, uh, Pastor Radical and I would like to offer you a hand of Christian love and fellowship, and we'd love to help you with something like this. So please feel free to reach out. Or if you know somebody else who might be struggling with this, we'd love to uh, I'd encourage you to help to help them realize that these sins are not are not casual. They are not things that will uh, will go away eventually. These lead to death, um, and uh, so a strong warning here from from our God. Yeah, and have those conversations with your family members and your kids too, so that they know that you're there for them, and do so speak the truth, but speak it in love, and let them know you're there for them as well. Just like Christ is there for us, really, He's the only way that's gonna help us overcome anything. We're going to find strength in Him. And not, we're not going to find it in ourselves. Absolutely. Well, that would lead us to our hymn, which I think fits with our discussion there with Proverbs and also earlier on with um, the Isaiah section. So we're going to read from the Lutheran hymnal, 413, verses 1, 2, and 5. I walk in danger all the way. The thought shall never leave me. That Satan, who has marked his prey, is plotting to deceive me. This foe with hidden snares may seize me unawares. If e'er I fail to watch and pray, I walk in danger all the way. I pass through trials all the way with sin and ills contending. In patience I must bear each day the cross of God's own sending. Oft in adversity I know not where to flee. When storms of woe my soul dismay, I pass through trials all the way. But I walk with Jesus all the way. His guidance never fails me. Within his wounds I find a stay when Satan's power assails me. And by his footsteps led, my path I safely tread. In spite of ills that threaten me, I walk with Jesus all the way. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Once again, Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information about the ongoing activity here, we'd invite you to check out our website, emmanuelmankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.